More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Going Green is brought to you by Koskin Corva Vodka, a huge friend of ours. We love what they're doing. Koskin Corva Vodka is a sustainable vodka made honestly. It's vegan and gluten-free. The vodka is named after the village in Finland, Koskin Corva, where real farmers harvest the world's northernmost barley and unfiltered spring waters to make a vodka of true integrity. Here's my favorite part. Not only do I love drinking, responsibly of course, the Koskin Corva plant has a 99.9% .9 recycling rate. And don't worry, back in the village, they're still working on that 0.01% and was the first spirit to win the Green Company of the Year Award. Now our goal is to bring Koskin Corva from the Scandinavian European world out to the American land where we all love to have a good drink here and there. So check out Koskin Corva Vodka, support them. We love a good sustainable company. So give them a little bit of love. Thank you. And let's get back to the show. Going Green is brought to you by Dylan Welch Media, a full service digital media and marketing company. Our clients hire us to help them with a plethora of digital media and marketing services. We offer video production, podcast production, social media management, website development, PR services. Um, and what we do is we package it all into one monthly package so that we essentially handle all of your digital media and marketing components to help you build your business, get more clients, get your brand out there, get in front of potential investors. So if you're interested in working with us, reach out to us. Dylan at DylanWelch.com is the best way to get connected. Again, that's Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at D-Y-L-A-N-W-E-L-C-H.com. Send us an email and we'll get things started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Green. We've got an amazing guest on here today. Uh, him and the company he's working with are just doing amazing things. They're really paving the way on a lot of different aspects of sustainability, renewable energy, clean technology. I'm excited to just learn more about what our guest is doing and what the company is doing because they're gonna be paving the way for a lot of things we're seeing in the next couple of years and decades, honestly. So. I would like to welcome Eric Toff Bergman, the Strategic Market Sales Manager at SMA America, to the show. Eric, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Dylan. I'm excited to be a part of it. So let's real quick, um, for our audience members who aren't familiar with SMA America, can you just kind of describe what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, sure. So SMA is a global solutions provider for, for solar and energy storage systems. Um, so basically our core offering, our, our major component of our business is the manufacturing of solar and storage um, inverters. We really view ourselves kind of as a true end-to-end -end solutions provider, um, considering that we also develop a range of software services, and then also engineering applications in addition to our inverter hardware. So people don't really come to SMA for just an inverter, they really come to us for an overall solution um, as a partner in the development and operation uh, of a solar or solar and storage system. Um, some quick company history. We were founded in 1981 in Kassel, Germany. Um, makes SMA one of the longest standing solar and storage focused providers in the world. 
Um, today we have sales and service divisions in uh, 18 different countries, a little over 3,000 employees. And then I work for the Americas division of SMA Solar Technology, which has been listed on the German uh, stock exchange since 2008. Um, we consider ourselves a tier one solutions provider, like I mentioned, so um, in the global PV storage marketplace. And we've really been integral in the expansion, the adoption, and really the development of solar and storage energy technologies in the global marketplace. Um, we provide solutions for nearly every single project type. So we kind of bucket that into three separate buckets, residential, commercial, and utility scale. And then we also have an O&M division um, within, so within SMA technologies. So today we have a global installed capacity of around 100 gigawatts of, um, of solar capacity in 190 countries worldwide. And our hardware can be found in all seven continents, Africa included. It's amazing, honestly. Like when, like I said before, you guys have been in the game, you know, really from the beginning, 40 plus years. What we now almost look at as kind of common, you know, the solar that and the infrastructure that we see, that was not at all existent 40 years ago. So you really have paved the way when it comes to what is pretty common now. And, and it's interesting because we're really kind of at that cross-section where it's going to just keep becoming more and more common and more and more normal and, you know, included in the build of new buildings and, and ideally, you know, everywhere in our lives. And what's great is, you know, you've already positioned yourself as the leaders. And as we continue to make that transition, you know, and you're already positioned in countries around the world. Um, it's just cool to kind of see, you know, the vision of 40 years ago really coming to life. And, I like talking to people who right now are like, yeah, well, this is where I see the industry going 40 years from now. And that's what we're planning towards. Um, so let's kind of dive backwards. What is your background and how did you get interested in renewable energy and sustainability? Yeah. Um, let's see here. I guess, I guess it, it kind of all started um, when I was uh, studying um, in college. Uh, so I, I grew up, um, in Washington, D.C., born and raised outside the Philadelphia area. And a lot of my focus when I was applying to colleges was, was business school. Um, as, as you probably have you know, heard from a lot of folks who end up going to business school, um, got accepted to Miami University in Ohio, started taking some business classes. And by yeah, end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year, I was sitting in you know, accounting 102 and 103 and just really was not enjoying um, the classes that I was taking. And, you know, as it normally goes, you kind of sit there and say, like, geez, why am I paying all this money? Or really, why are my parents paying all this money um, for me to go to a class every day that I just absolutely loathe? Um, and right around that time, you know, I think renewable energy was really starting to come to the forefront, um, you know, in terms of just, uh, you know, market adoption and folks really starting to take an eye on it. Um, and what I saw was like a really interesting opportunity to get into a relatively emerging market, but a high potential growth market um, that could just be really interesting to see where it takes off. Um, so I kind of pivoted out of the, the business school uh, my sophomore year. I, um, I created essentially two, a, a dual major that was focused on urban and regional planning and, and environmental science. And, and those basically that dual track allowed me to really focus a lot of my, um, a lot of my education on renewable energy. Um, 
the other kind of big component that made me kind of lean towards renewable energy is, you know, I, I'm a big outdoors guy. Uh, I do a lot of surfing, a lot of snowboarding, um, mountain running, mountain biking, all that kind of good stuff. And I figured, you know, considering the high growth potential of the market and considering the opportunity to preserve and protect some of these open spaces that I really love to take advantage of, it just almost seemed like a no brainer. Um, so yeah, I, um, I finished my, my work at uh, Miami University um, and went straight into renewables business. I actually worked for a wind energy company shortly after graduating for about a year. Uh, and then I've been in solar space ever since and, and I've never looked back. That's awesome. And I, you're in that sweet spot of, like you said, the high growth potential, a lot of opportunity to make money. We all obviously have to make money to pay the bills and live you know, a comfortable life, provide for our family. But really, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there that you know, can pay you well but who wants to work for a job that they don't like, you know, for 40 years, like that just doesn't seem interesting. So when you can find something that you're passionate about and honestly, not even just passionate about, but really have sort of a drive, a really big picture goal of, you know, this is bigger than just me. This is the environment. This is the world. Um, that's really where that, you know, the two things combine that I think a lot of people find a lot of success in with this space is you're getting paid. Well, you're passionate about it. And there's kind of this goal that, you know, I don't want to say impossible to achieve, but it's a big picture goal. Like we've got to really save this planet and, you know, we've all got to work together. We've all got to, um, you know, put our brains together, work for organizations that have really big ambitious goals. And, and it's cool to kind of hear that that's what you're doing. So what's your kind of day-to-day -day life like today as the strategic market sales manager at SMA? And what are, what is SMA kind of doing right now that you're really excited about? Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, maybe to kind of have, have a baseline for the listeners that may not be um, as technically in the weeds with solar energy as, as maybe I, I sure am. Um, a quick kind of just explanation of, of what an inverter does within a solar energy system might kind of help set a baseline. Um, so when, when folks kind of think about solar energy, you know, I think that what they really kind of think about is the solar panels, right? Whether it be on the roofs of the home or on the roofs of your local strip mall, or as you're driving down the highway and see a huge field of solar panels. Um, so those solar panels are one component in what I would say of a kind of two-sided system in a solar, solar array. Um, so the panels collect DC energy, which is direct current from sunlight. And then that DC energy is converted to AC energy, alternating current, which is what our grid uses, is every single appliance in your, in your house uses. And a solar inverter is the responsible component for switching that direct current that is captured by the solar panels and converting it into AC energy. Um, so with, with that kind of understood, you know, what my day-to-day -day really looks like is interacting with a lot of the developers and the builders of various solar systems um, to help them understand the value um, and, and the design of our inverters and what really kind of sets them apart from the competition that's out there. So a lot of my day-to-day -day work is really at the end of the day, business development, account management. I'm kind of talking to these folks, understanding what are all these various requirements that are associated with um, you know, every single type of PV project um, in various different types of markets and ensuring that we have a good product market fit 
um, today and then also in the future, right? Because it's also important to remember that, that solar plants, whether they're on your roof, at your home, or out in a big field at a utility scale, they're really designed to operate for 20, 25, sometimes 30 years. Um, so we're really trying to be laser focused on the market today with an eye in the future to ensure that we're future-proofing all of our equipment and our solutions that we provide to our clients. Um, kind of in that same context, something that I think I'm really excited about to see where the industry is going is the idea of using data to drive more efficient and effective long-term operations. Um, you know, back in the day, 10 plus years ago, it used to be that you just would build a solar plant or a solar array, and it was almost a, you know, set it and forget it type mentality. Um, I think what folks are really starting to understand is that, is that the operational data drives an efficient, uh, drives an efficient operation of that system um, by leveraging a lot of different types of data sources. And so I think something that SMA is doing in that respect is when you start to talk about a digitization strategy, enabling our systems, our hardware to, to collect this data and serve it up to different entities in a very scalable, efficient manner, and then allowing that data to drive you know, data-driven decisions, right? How can we operate the site more efficiently and effectively? How can we maintain the site more efficiently and effectively? How can we take some of this operational data as an owner or an operator to start baselining the performance of the system today and in the future? And I think SMA has really been um, at the forefront of that conversation um, by enabling access to this data and then serving up that data, like I said, in, in a very scalable, secure way to, to all different types of entities. That's amazing. I love how you're like back in the day and it's 10 years ago. Like that just shows <laughs> how fast this industry is changing. And this is not a small industry. There's billions and billions of dollars on the line. Um, and it's cool seeing, you know, all of this, like you said, the data all coming together. And, you know, when you add in you know the opportunities with artificial intelligence to you know go through and sort this data there's so much potential there this is more of like a bigger picture philosophical question but as all this information comes together what effects do you kind of envision that happening on our grid on our use of energy on the use of solar on kind of the, the big picture whether it's a city or a country or even the world yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, what, what might be good is, is let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and, and take a step back and kind of show how the, the growth of solar over the past 10 years. Um, and I'll, I'll start to spit out a few facts and, and figures here um, just to kind of give you the full scope of the picture. Because when you really start to digest it, it is really unbelievable how much solar has grown over the past 10 years. Um, so. In 2020, at the end of 2020, the U.S. added 19.2 gigawatts of solar capacity across every single market type. And that brings the overall capacity of solar in the U.S. to about 100 gigawatts total. And I'll put this all into perspective in just a second. Um, but today in the U.S., at the end of 2020, 97.7 gigawatts of total solar capacity. Um, so at 100 gigawatts, of solar energy. That is about enough solar energy to power 18 million homes here in the US. 
And to give you an idea of how much solar continues to grow year over year, that 19.2 gigawatt number is a 43% um, adder from the year before. And we're gonna to continue to see this double digit growth year over year until at least 2030. So 19.2 gigawatts of solar added in 2020. Again, to kind of put that in perspective over a 10 year period, in 2010, the US added 918 megawatts of capacity. And when you start talking about units, a gigawatt is 1,000 megawatts. So 2010, 918 megawatts. Today in 2020, 19.2 gigawatts added over that same time frame. So in just 10 years, you know, our capacity additions have increased by more than 20-fold since 2010. Really unbelievable growth. Um, and not slowing down, you know, major research entities like Wood McKenzie estimate that we're going to see well over 300 gigawatts of capacity additions through 2030. So about three times about what we have installed here in the U.S. today. Um, the second thing that, you know, is really, I think, interesting to look at over the past 10 years is costs continue to fall while project sizes increase and PV system efficiency just gets better and better. So on the larger project size, you know, in 2012, so not quite 10 years ago, but in 2012, the U.S. saw its very, very first 100-plus megawatt project, and it was called the Catalina Solar Project. It's based in Kern County here in California at 143 megawatts, and SMA actually provided inverters for the site. A humongous milestone for the U.S. and for the industry in general. But today, in 2020, 100-megawatt jobs are very, very typical. You know, some of the largest projects in the U.S. that are being developed today exceed 700 megawatts for a single site. So when you see larger sites, this obviously enables a lot of cost savings with economies of scale and really starts to bring PV into the forefront as a major source of energy here in the U.S. And I think it's really important to remember that even though we're talking about the past 10 years and we're talking these huge numbers of solar energy, solar is really still in its infancy here in the U.S. In 2020, solar, solar energy provided only 2.3% of the overall energy production in the U.S., so an extremely small slice. We have a large, large upside available to us um, in the context, again, of these, costs, of these costs falling and the project sizes increasing. And I'll, I'll give one last point here um, when we take a look back at the past 10 years. You know, costs across the board have been absolutely plummeting for solar. So in 2010, the blended average cost on a dollar per watt basis, so the dollar figure um, that it takes to put X amount of wattage into the grid was $6 per watt, and that's in 2010. Today, the blended average cost across all market types is $2 per watt market-wide. And in the utility scale side, we're below $1, again, because they can take into those, those economies of scale. So when you take a look back, by the end of 2021, you know, we're going to see costs that have declined by over 70% since 2010. And that is just an unbelievable figure. 70% uh, over a 10-year period, and they're only estimated to continue, continue falling again 
as project sizes increase and as these, this equipment becomes more and more efficient and effective. So it's just an unbelievable market um, to be standing in front of. It's one that has experienced an unbelievable amount of growth over the past 10, 15 years. But especially in the context of it being still today a pretty small slice of our energy source, um, a lot of upside uh, that we have the, the, the ability to take advantage of. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been an unbelievable industry to work in over the past 10 years for me. It's so cool. It's, it's exciting when you put the numbers in a perspective like that because the cost is going down, the number of projects are going up, the project sizes are going up, and you're like, man, this is amazing, like it's huge. And then you're like, oh, well, it's still less than 3% of the energy. So it's just so cool to see like how much potential is out there and how much growth is going to happen. What's like, people are listening to this and like, man, this is something I should get involved in. Um, what's some advice that you could give to someone, whether it's, you know, getting a career in this industry or just uh, investing in this or how can they kind of in get involved? Because you're obviously in the, you know, in the thick of it, you know, day to day. But like, if someone's listening to this and like, man, I should really start paying attention to this, making some moves. What are the first couple steps that you would recommend just to the average person to either get involved in the solar industry, invest in it, utilize it for their own personal, you know, help and also to help to get that, you know, two and a half, three percent a little bit higher. Yeah, I mean, I think um, for, for the average American, getting involved in solar is actually very, very easy. And there's a whole host of ways that you can do it. Um, so let's talk about, you know, even just a residential home system right there is a whole host of different providers out there that offer various financing package loan packages leasing um, if you as a homeowner want to put solar on your roof they make it extremely cost effective to do that um, and it's been unbelievable to see that growth in the residential home sector over the past 10 years again as, as costs just continually fall um, it today it is a viable solution for somebody um, in an average household to buy a solar system in cash and put it on their roof. You know, not only does that allow them to create renewable energy, lock in long-term home price or lock in long-term energy pricing, um, but generally just very, very good for the environment and for the grid. Um, for folks that might not have the ability to put a PV system on their roof, um, because they may not rent, they may rent their place or maybe they're in an apartment um, or possibly don't have, you know, credit score that would allow them to, to have a loan or a lease. There's also a really interesting market type called community solar, which I would really encourage everybody to, to, to do some basic Google in and see what community solar programs are available in your area. And the community solar program is very interesting in that it allows folks can't put solar on the roof for whatever reason to still procure energy from a solar system. And what happens in a solar community model is a big developer will come out to a local community, they'll build a large, almost utility scale solar power plant. And as a homeowner, you essentially rent a percentage of that solar system and then are credited back on your home energy bill. And so a really, really easy way to kind of get into solar. Um, and then, you know, the third kind of last thing that I would encourage everybody to, to, to read and educate themselves on is, 
is just by reading and kind of understanding some of the unbiased reporting that comes with solar energy. You know, I think solar energy is in an interesting position right now where we are starting to become a mainstream source of energy in the global energy procurement landscape, right? And that is, that is making a lot of folks that used to control those markets or control the majority of those markets uh, a little bit worried, right? Um, and because of that, what you consistently see is, is misinformation and some incorrect reporting coming out out of some news sources and some entities. And I would just encourage everyone to really um, take the time to understand the technology, understand all the benefit that solar can provide long term, um, both from a grid resiliency perspective as well from an environmental perspective. Um, and just keep that in mind as, as the technology continues to grow and as those costs continue to, to plummet, that solar energy will be a very, a very important part of the energy mix. And I'll finish with the point when I say energy mix, solar will never be the number one, only 100% source of energy in the future. I think what everyone really understand is that a secure, strong, kind of energy mix involves all different types of, of energy. And that's both renewable and non-renewable. So solar, wind, nuclear, natural gas, um, even some coal has some very, getting narrower, but narrow use cases as well. Um, so, so yeah, that would be my takeaway and call to action. And, and the last thing would be, if anyone wants any more information on SMA, um, always feel free to visit our website sma-america.com. Um, we have our full listing of all different types of products that you can look at, different types of services, energy systems um, on our website. And, um, and then of course, you know, contact our sales team if you're interested in finding out more. Eric, man, seriously, such good information. You know, that's the whole reason why we started this show was to get unbiased information from people who, you know, know what they're talking about in the industry. And you came and just provided some really, really cool, interesting, helpful information. Um, so I want to thank you for, you know, being on the show. And for those of you listening and watching, uh, you know, I send over kind of some prep questions and, and I kind of threw some curveball questions at Eric, just because I was interested in, and you, you know, provided some awesome information, got me honestly, really excited. And I talk to, you know, solar experts and people in this industry pretty often. And, just you're kind of keeping things in a perspective of really, you know, the opportunity that's out there. So Eric, thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I had a great time, Dylan. I appreciate it as well. And thank you to everybody who's tuning in, who supports the show. Um, we talked a lot about a lot of really great information. So if you're interested in learning more about SMA America, be sure to check them out. Uh, if you want to get in contact with Eric, reach out, I'll connect you guys. But as always, our goal is to bring leaders in sustainability, renewable energy, clean technology, and just provide an unbiased, you know, fun, entertaining way to get some helpful information and apply it to our everyday lives so we can not only save money, but make money and just be a little bit more environmentally friendly. So we appreciate your support and we'll see you on the next episode of Going Green.